Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you back to Talking Softball with Coach B. You know, we're getting closer to summer. The weather's getting nicer outside, and high schools are into the postseason, and our select teams are playing fast and furious at the younger age levels. And I know our older age group teams are starting to to get ready. So uh, it's an exciting time, and it's a busy time. And it's also a time that I think as coaches and players and parents, we need to do some self-examination. There's a major problem in our game today. And that major problem is we're losing umpires. There's a lack of umpires and a shortage of umpires at all levels across the game. And, you know, the underlying reason for that is the decorum of fans, coaches, and players. And that's difficult, you know, that's difficult to really understand. I, I was reading something this spring. There's always a big college tournament down in Florida where a lot of the northern snowbirds come down and they're there for like three weeks and it's a big event. And I was reading about the event where they actually had to bring parents and tournament staff members out on the field to umpire games because they did not have enough umpires to cover the event, okay, for whatever reason. So that made me really think and maybe look at it and say, wow, why would an event like that have that issue? Well, you know, so I'm watching games on TV and, and just kind of keeping it in the back of my mind. Well, then I talked to a couple of umpire buddies of mine from – back when I was a college coach and I still see them on the field today. And they're like, man, Kevin, we are short umpires and, and we're running out of quality umpires. And then I start remembering some of the conversations that some of my younger team coaches have been sharing with me last fall and even early this spring. They're like, you know, our umpires are just terrible. You know, we've just, we've got bad umpires. We got kids out there umpiring. We got people out there umpiring that don't know what they're doing. And I'm like, <sighs> number one, that might've been a 10U or 12U event. And I'm not sure there's a lot of college umpires that are going to take the time out of their schedule to go out and umpire that event. So you're going to have a lot of developmental umpires at the younger age groups. And with that, there's going to come mistakes. And I know that supervisors and tournament directors and association directors, they're trying to work to get more umpires engaged in the game. But as they do that, they're going to have inexperienced people. And our game is fast. And things happen quickly. And, you know, they may not see it. And they may make a mistake. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have not done my share of, of browbeating with umpires over the years. I don't think that all the stories are true. I think some of them are becoming legends. May it either be players that are amplifying them or even the umpires. But I had my fair share. But I never got mad at an umpire that I felt like was in position to make the call. 
I may have questioned their judgment, but the ones that got me the most upset were the umpires that didn't hustle. Okay? So my advice to somebody that's starting out in umpiring is you may not know the game completely from one end of the rule book to the other. I get it. But if you will just hustle and put yourself in a position to make the right call and then sell that call, you'll help yourself go a long way with that. But I think on the other side of the coin, coaches, players, and parents, we have to understand our role in that process, right? Man, we've had some ugly incidents in the last couple of weeks. Just right here in the DFW area, a baseball umpire got shoved down by a baseball coach in the middle of the field, like a 10U baseball game or very young age baseball game. Why does it have to escalate to that? I believe it was in Georgia where a female umpire was coming off the field at the end of the day and, and another mother punched her in the eye when she was going out the gate. Why is that happening? And we see videos all over YouTube about the attack on umpires, right? And we have to put it in perspective. There was a Major League Baseball incident the other night. One of the Phillies, Kyle Schwarber, was unhappy with the umpire's strike zone, and he turned around and threw his bat and threw his helmet and threw a big tirade. And everybody lauded him because he stood up to this umpire who has had a history of not being very good. I get it. I understand that. So how many times when that player strikes out do his teammates get to throw their helmets and their bats and scream and yell and create a show because he didn't get his job done? How many players would want to be treated like that every time they make a mistake? I truly believe no umpire goes on the field with the objective of determining which team wins. We have to really understand that the the battle of the game is team A is trying to gain every advantage they can gain to win. Team B is trying to gain every advantage they can to win. And the umpire is in the middle trying to keep it equal. Right? So there are going to be calls during the game that go one way or the other. And team A or team B, they're not going to be happy. And they're going to be frustrated. But that person in the middle is trying to keep it in the middle. And, and I can truly say, in over 30 years of coaching, well, shoot, more than that now, if you count my baseball career, over 40 years of coaching, I've never seen a game determined by an umpire the outcome of the game was still decided by the players, right? Well, we want to find scapegoats for poor performance, right? So a player gets upset and they're not happy about their performance. Oh, that wasn't a strike. So I'm going to throw my helmet down, scream and holler, make a big scene out of it. And I can walk away. I got ejected, but I can walk away because I spoke my piece. 
but don't correct me when I make an error. Coach, don't tell me when I did something wrong. That's not acceptable. That's a two-way street, right? If I'm going to be that player that's going to hold that umpire accountable or I'm going to hold my teammates accountable, then I need to be able to be held accountable by everyone else also. Coaches, we have the same issue. I can guarantee you that in most games I coached, if there was a call that went against me during that game, there was probably another call that went in my favor at some point in time in that game. It's going to happen. You know, we cannot have robots on the field umpiring, even though we've brought instant replay into the game. It's still not foolproof, right? But we don't want it to be a situation where the game's determined by robots because then we might as well just play it with joysticks on a screen, right? That's a video game. We don't have to be on a field. But coaches, we have to understand that our players and our parents feed off of our emotion. So if we're spending the whole game chirping about the strike zone, and chirping about outs, and chirping about safes, and chirping about everything else, illegal pitches, whatever it may be, then everyone associated with us is going to be chirping about those things, right? And really, how much of an influence does that chirping really have? How much of a disservice could we be doing to our team because of that chirping? I've seen both sides of it. But then I also challenge coaches, make sure you know the rules. Make sure you know the rules before you go out and make a fool of yourself arguing that call and creating that big stir and calling that umpire out. Because you might think they don't know the rule. But in reality, you don't know the rule. And I speak to this because I made it a point when I was a college coach I had a rule book on my bedside table. I had a rule book in my briefcase. I had a rule book in my desk in the office. I had a rule book in my restroom at home. I had a rule book in my restroom at the office. I read the rule book and I knew the rule book. There are actually rules in the rule book now because I knew the rules. But as coaches, that's our responsibility. Know the rules, right? And then let's allow the umpires to make calls. I have found this out, though, through my career. Every time that I've went out and screamed and hollered and created a show, didn't really change anything about a call. The times I've walked out and had a conversation and said, hey, please, can you tell me what you saw? And they explain it to me, and we have a little conversation about it. That might lead to me having an advantage the next time a call was not in my favor. No one wants to be showed up, right? And everybody goes, oh, these umpires get paid good. They're making 45, 50 bucks a game. That doesn't mean it's free game. That doesn't mean that we just unload on them and scream and holler and blame everything on them and, and they become the, the whipping toys of the game. That's not how it works. We need to respect them because we need to respect the game. And we need to teach our players to respect the game. Parents, you are there to be spectators. You are not there to be hecklers, 
right? Ugly scene at Yankee Stadium over the weekend. A big walk-off win, and the fans in right field start throwing trash on the field at the right fielder. Why? Why do you have to do that? You're a spectator. You're not part of the game. Fast forward that 12U softball game. You're sitting behind home plate, right? There's an umpire and a catcher between you and the strike zone. But dang, you know that strike zone better than that guy standing right behind that catcher. Come on, Blue. You know, the better ones are the ones that sit off to the side and think that they know the strike zone from the side. Because you might see up and down, but you're not seeing in and out. Come on, Blue. Then there's a call on the field, and it's like, oh, my God. How'd you get that call wrong, right? How'd you miss that call? Are you blind? Blah, blah, blah. They were standing right on top of it, and they said what they saw. They might have missed it, but they gave it their best shot. You're sitting up in the bleachers eating a hot dog, but you think you can make every call. I remember when I was umpiring at a young age, I was working with a guy that was a former minor league umpire and a former umpire instructor. And he told me he was working in a van and this guy was chirping in the bleachers. And he took his mask off and walked around and sat next to the guy behind the backstop and told the pitcher to pitch. And everybody kind of looked at him. He said, well, hell, this guy's got the best strike zone in the ballpark today. So I'm sitting back here and letting him call it for me. Parents, be supportive. Be there to be a fan. You're not an official. You're not an official. You're not there to officiate. You're not a coach. You're not there to coach. You're there to be a fan. Everybody has a role at the game. Players play, coaches coach, umpires umpire, fans cheer. Those are the roles. And that's how we should live them out. But we get mixed up. And then we get all emotional, right? Because, oh, my God, you cost us the championship of the Ladybug Invitational Tournament, and my kid's not going to get a $6 ring. So I'm going to take a swing at you when you come off the field. Or I'm going to challenge you to meet me in the parking lot. Right? That doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to say this, umpires, I've seen this from some of y'all too. You don't need to instigate that conversation either. You're not supposed to hear the fans, right? But definitely don't engage in that conversation with them. But fans, why are we even challenging them like that? Why are we threatening someone umpiring a 12U softball game? 70 minutes. 70 minutes of your life. It's all I need you to do to be cordial, sit and watch the game, cheer for your kid. Wish everyone a great day. Go home. Now, we're going to turn it into a war zone. We're going to scream and holler at our kids, scream and holler at the other kids. We're going to scream at the coaches. We're going to get after the umpires. We're going to challenge the umpires to go to the parking lot. Is that the environment we want to promote? I have said this all along about our game. We have to promote our game with the mindset that if someone who has never seen a softball game walks into the ballpark to watch, that they see an environment that they enjoy and have a great experience in, and when they walk away, they go, 
man, I want to do that again. I'm going to come to a softball game again. When we have situations at the ballpark where the police have to be called and umpires and coaches have to be separated or umpires and fans, coaches and fans, wow, and what message are we sending to those players? What message are we sending to those players in that situation? So I really want everyone to check their self. I want everyone to check their self the next time they go to the ballpark. Know your role. Are you a player? Are you a coach? Are you an umpire? Or are you a fan? Because whatever role you're in, that's the role you have to fulfill. But you don't have to fulfill someone else's. Just make sure you're doing the best that you can do to fulfill your own role. Okay? And, you know, parents and even coaches and sometimes even players, I challenge you to this. You want to question umpires. The next time your team scrimmages, put the gear on. Umpire it. Go behind home plate. Go out on the bases. Get every call right. Do not make one mistake. And then the next time you go to the ballpark, you might be able to question that person out on the field doing it. But until then, leave them alone. Let's encourage them. Hey, nice job, Blue. Worked hard today. Thank you. Right? It's hot on them. Stressful on them, too. Blue, appreciate you. Hey, tough one today, Blue. You'll be better tomorrow. Don't have to be derogatory. Don't have to threaten them. But I really think we have to work on the environment of our game and make sure that the ballpark is a positive environment, not a negative environment. Make it a positive environment that people want to come out and watch the games, umpires want to come out and officiate the games, and everybody wants to walk away and go, man, I can't wait till we get to do that again. And that's how I want to close today. I can't wait till I get to do this again. I can't wait till I get to talk softball with y'all. I'm having a great time with talking softball with Coach B. And, you know, we got a lot going on, a lot of positives going on. There's going to be some new information coming out very soon in our podcasts about upcoming programs in the DFW area. And, you know, I want to thank everybody out there across the country that's starting to listen. I was told the other day that I'm TikTok famous because there's been a clip uh, of one of my podcasts that have been used by a number of players and coaches on TikTok. And, and, and one of my organizational kids came to the facility and said, B, you've got like 75 clips on TikTok with you talking on them. That's really cool. And I'm like, I don't even have a TikTok account. So I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. We're looking forward to continuing it and making it better. But until the next time we get to talk softball, I hope everybody has a great day, and I hope everybody goes out and has a great experience at the ballpark. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. Gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. 
This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.